to buy a car or not to buy a car. Stay tuned, you may be surprised with our opinion. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 313 with myself, Michael Burgio, Mark Novak, and this beautiful Saturday morning, we're going to be talking about to buy a car or buy a property, what do we think would be best? Welcome, Mark. <laughs> ah, a big topic. Hey, you know what? Something we always struggle with. We are all yeah. like, or you know, you know, someone in your friend, uh, friends or families or, or, you know, that's always struggling with this decision. And uh, it's a fun decision. It's a it fun is. decision and I know, to, to make. And we've personally both struggled with it as well. So I think we're, we're very qualified to be talking about it. I'm probably going through this conversation in my head now as well. So it's pretty, it's talk. pretty. It's pretty to the bone with you. Um, you know, I think we had a couple of conversations this week uh, um, about it with you. Uh, but you, you know what's really interesting? Uh, car sales, total amount of cars for sale. Uh, start of COVID, 280,000 cars for sale on car sales. Uh, today, 138,000 cars for sale. There's almost 200,000 less cars for sale on carsales.com.au, people are buying cars. It's 100%. My mechanic said the th same thing when I popped up, saw him the other day. He's like, mate, secondhand cars, cars, they're just going like hotcakes. He's never seen anything go so fast. He's just like, I take a photo, put it on Marketplace, and boom, it's sold. It's just a pumping market. All righty. So let's, let's pre-frame to buy a car, not to buy a car. Let's say your early 20s. You've got 25, 30 grand. You've been saving. Do you want to run the scenario, Mark, that they've already bought a property, they're thinking about a second property, or they're, they're oh. 22? Oh, look, I think it's either or, but probably the most relevant is uh, for an Australian. I think two property Australians are a very small part of the population. I think it's 5% five, five of the population. Yeah, it is 5 um, So let yeah, so let's go for the majority of the population. Uh, no property ownership, um, going to one property ownership, uh, and these guys are deliberating car. Property. property. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? I think a big, a big factor would be if you've been saving for that. Well, the reality is you may be able to do both. Um, I know my, Harry just bought a car last week and didn't have to put anything down for a deposit. So as, there's many aspects to it. If you've been saving 12 years since you're 13, 14 years old for that deposit um, and you would expect to save, to save that deposit again, it's going to take just as long, then you'd probably be looking at a property. And then hopefully over a couple of years, your value will go up um, and then you can buy a car and leverage it. But if maybe you've only been in the workforce for a couple of years, you bet you're on, you've maybe done your uni degree or you're earning great money, 
you're working like a dog 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. You've, and you may just want to reward yourself. I, I, I think besides the sometimes the terrible investment of a car financially, it's a great investment into yourself mentally and your well-being. And I think sometimes rewarding yourself can be great for you because you may get that car, you work even harder, you're happier, and you can expect to maybe have that deposit again in 6, 12, 18 months because if you may be living at home, you don't have any big expenses and you can sort of do it. So I think definitely case by case, but I, I can see arguments for buying the car first, especially in working hard. What do you think, Mark? People should should be really, really careful about that order of car first or property first. Um, I know there's that reward factor. Mm. Well, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably feel, I think it's more fun buying a car. It's just more, you know, you're going to, it's going to, you're going to get a kick out of buying a car more than you're buying a property. For me anyway, I'm a car person. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you've got to really keep in mind guys, and we get this with staff in the office all the time they're 17 18 19 and they go out and buy them as the three you know they dish out 27 grand 20 28 grand that that's that's cool uh there's no deposit that's cool uh interest rates a little bit higher than normal that's cool uh but what happens is that it generally those repayments that they're taking on are going to be for a five-year period that five-year period that they're taking on those repayments will be a will disable or prohibit their repayment ability for a property a lot more than they think. So I would recommend guys and girls, if you're going to be buying the car before the property, to talk to a mortgage broker and run that scenario with the mortgage broker and just say, hey guys, hey, listen, I wanna buy something for 500K property, wanna buy a car for 30K, can you just run the scenario that if I had the car repayments, how much would I be able to lend? I think that's a critical question. Yeah, that's a really good point. And and obviously if the broker comes back going, if you buy that car, you won't be able to service a property. It's a no-brainer for it's a no-brainer for um for the property first, just so you don't inhibit it. And because if if you've got the income there that can potentially support that expense you may be able to do both. Like with first homeowner grants out there, um, you may only need 25, 30 grand cash for the deposit. And a lot of cars will finance you with no deposit or a couple grand deposit. So if you may be living at home, you buy an investment and you can get you can get both. I think a lot of people, and I think this is probably a good question. It could be almost another topic. I still hear a lot of people buying the ca- their cars in cash. And it sort of blows my mind. I don't know if that's just ignorance on my end, but I, you look at the depreciation, you look at, you do have benefits for having that debt, well, we tax the benefits. But if I was weighing up buying a car in cash or getting a deposit on a property, you're going to go deposit on property. But I, when you, if you can use that deposit for a property and then finance the whole car, I think people can do both. But a lot of people have that mentality they're going to use cash for the car. Yeah, and I think also um, 
cash for car can be good because it's not going to poison you your repayment ability when you go to buy the property. Um, yes. So I, I think that you you know they don't look at they're not going to have those repayments of a car holding you back. So that's probably it's probably not a not an idea. But you know I think guys if you're looking at buying a property you've got to remember that the property value on has property performance, property value has doubled over 10 years, every 10 years in history. Car value uh, in history has generally gone half in five years and then half or probably a bit more and then half again. So that asset, that car is going to be worth probably 20% of what you bought it for, but the property will be worth 200% of what you bought it for. Plus, the car will not have the ability to generate an income, but the property will. Exactly right. And that goes with what um, I said at the beginning with how long did it take you to get the deposit and how long would it take you again? If it took you 10 years and it's going to take you another 10 years to get that deposit again, then that property you could have bought for 300 grand could be worth 600,000 via the car you buy for 30 grand is going to be worth probably 10 grand at that time. So okay. there's a big, can I, big blow every, can, can I blow everyone's mind on these figures as well? I've yes. just used the I, I've just used the value of the asset. I haven't used the value of the deposit. Yeah, and I think that's where I was leaning towards. But go on. So, so to explain further to people, if I buy a car in cash for twenty five grand, I have got the ability to buy a property for 25 grand that yeah. property i buy for 25 grand is actually it's it's its value is actually five hundred thousand dollars the actual car value that i'm buying for 25 grand is actually twenty five thousand mm. dollars so not only am i spending 25 grand and in 10 years that's going to be worth five to seven grand that car fact yes but when I'm buying a property of 500000 it becomes $1 million in 10 years. Yeah. So, so my twenty-five grand is going gonna, is gonna to make me a million bar, uh, 500000 clear, cash money, cash. Um, and the return on your money there is a lot more than 200%. Because yeah. doubling... That's 100% of doubling your money and then doubling it against 200%. It's a lot more than 25, 50, and 100K. I think it's more like, if I'm right, 500% on your money. It is. And I think the big thing, because there are a couple of comments here about buying the car in cash, not having the liability, which I agree to a certain extent, especially if the. Because those principles will never change. Yeah, it sounds good buying the car in cash for 40 grand, 50 grand, but that will almost, or you could almost always get a property deposit with that. So, regardless if it's your first or fourth, if you've got 50 grand and it's your third property, yeah, you could buy the cash, the car in cash, or you could buy another property with what you've just said, Mark. I think the big thing when you're weighing up financing the car or buying it in cash is if you can service the debt that's the biggest one obviously if you can't if you can't have a car debt and then get any property loan because of the income then you've virtually you've got to buy it cash so then you go the property first 
hopefully in a couple of years it's gone up 10%, then you can pull out, say, 500 grand, bought it for, now it's 550, you pull out 25 grand, you buy the car in cash, then you gotta wait another couple of years to do so. So I think the big thing with any type of car purchase is the serviceability it will do on your income. Um, because I, I sort of, I know a lot of the agents here, we sort of love that model where you every sort of three years you're getting a new car, you're almost, you're just always financing it. You're sort of stuck at your $200 a week, but every three years you just upgrade to a new car and there's no big sort of loss there. Like and it, and it's really it's costing you 10, 12 grand a year sort of thing when you look at it that way, 12 grand a year and I've got a car. So it's- Yeah, but if you can do both, that's that, I think that's the ultimate. Um, of but I think you, I think you can't get that order stuffed up. And I think I know a lot of people get to the ripe age of 35, look around and they go, oh shit. Uh, you know, like we've, we've traveled well, we've, uh, we've lived well, but we haven't got our priorities as right as we could have. Whereas yeah. if they, if they bought that little puppy at, you know, 2025 and they rented it, forgot about it and went and then still when it did what they did, what they were, what they actually did anyway, they'd have this massive asset sitting there and they'd be still living in a townhouse wherever like they were going to live. They'd still be driving the, driving the same cars. They'd still be taking the same trips. Life wouldn't, life doesn't change much when you own a property, believe it or not. You think it does, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, and you don't have to live in it. It can just be an investment. I was just about to say that. You may decide to stay at home for a couple more years, own the property and get the car and you're saving on that rent. Yeah. There's those balances so, there with your buddies whatever whatever so um and then just before we close up mm. there's also the con the concept of you are rewarding yourself so yes you do own a property you do work really hard and you become super tight ass and go and buy your second third fourth fourth property but you don't dream and you don't achieve that dream of of, of you know maybe a car or a, or a holiday and stuff that's equally as dangerous because I think you want to keep, keep your mind healthy and have that risk for reward, that hard work and reward yourself. So sometimes if you are weighing up that property in that car uh, and you already do own a property, it may be worth going, hell, I'm just going to have some fun and buy and buy the car instead of the second property. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And and a lot of, for, for us, it's probably a car, but some people that, point may be a holiday it may be expensive clothing that you reward yourself with so it's, it's handbags, one of handbags like yeah like so you love high heels i love them saturday night yeah. let it rip so i think everyone has that sort of that vice like obviously in the interim you may have a, a three grand car but you you aspire for that 30 grand car and vice versa with the holiday you may be doing little holidays but you want the big 30 grand holiday and obviously with that money you could be buying a property as well so i i think for us we relate to the car argument and we we relate it back to property going oh if we get that we can't do that or however it works but everyone has their own and um so i think it's just think about what what is your i don't know i don't want to say vice because advice is like an, a bad thing what is your want sort of thing would probably be the correct way Brain just brought up a good one um, that you can um, leverage a car. 
So you can mm. go to a bank and say, I have a, sorry, uh, sorry, I, you can leverage your property. You can go yep. to a bank and you can say, I have a property and I would like to use this, take it and pawn it for another property. You can't mm. do that with a car for a property. So you, you can't pawn, leverage that that car to go and get a property loan or something. It's 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 not really an asset the banks will leverage on. So that's another really good point. It is. All righty. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back Monday morning. Mark will have breakfast at Novak at 8.30 live as well. Yeah, that's coming up. And have a great weekend. And I'm feeling Christmas. How, how good is this? It's a beautiful <laughs> time of the year. I can feel it all. Like it's there. The decorations are up and uh, cracker time of the year. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Sunday, boom, shakalaka. We should get like Christmas on in the background of this. We should have like a Christmas wreath around the image of our morning minutes. Get really into it. All right. Thank you, everyone. Ciao, ciao. See you, everyone. Bye. See you, man. Bye.